you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 267 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going over the A's sad, sad loss to the Toronto Blue Jays. They ended up splitting that series. I'll go over some of the big talking points that everybody's talking about on social media uh, from that game. And then in the second segment, I'll be going over the entirety of the minor league baseball season from uh, all four affiliates played today. So I'm going to be going over some of the standout performances from each one of those games. And then in the final segment, I'll be going over the pitching matchups against the Rays this weekend, getting you guys ready for that series. So before I get into any of that stuff, though, this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me today on Friday at game time to get in on the action. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. So make sure to download it, follow me, and we can have a discussion about the game. It's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, also if you have any email questions for us uh, or any questions for us via email, send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into today's game. It was a clunker, my friends. I'm not going to get into too many stat lines except for one, and that one is Mike Fires. He went three and a third innings pitched, gave up nine hits, five earned runs. All five came via the home run, so that was two bad pitches, and they were really bad pitches just down the middle. Uh, you, you can't throw those to big league hitters, my friend. Uh, he also walked two, struck out two, and in his Two starts that he's had this season, one against uh, Toronto, who is a very streaky lineup, but when they're hitting on all cylinders, they are bad, bad men. Uh, He's given up four homers in total, and his other start against Baltimore, he went six innings, gave up six hits, three earned runs, walked two, struck out three. So similar, except for the earned runs and then the length that he provided for the A's. In total, he has gone nine and a third innings, given up 15 hits, eight earned runs, Uh, four walks, five Ks. He has like a seven, seven ERA. So not what you want for Mike Fires, but I know that you're tired of me saying this. It is a very small sample size. You would take the first start that he gave you six innings and three runs, no matter what else came with that six innings, three runs, you will take that from Mike Fires each and every time out. This one, he got blown up by a pretty good offense. And I think that at this point with Mike Fires, you just want innings out of him. And that's kind of the game that I think that the A's are trying to play this season is just getting innings from people. This is obviously not the length of a start that you would want from Mike Fires, but if the A's had put up six runs, then in you know six innings when Mike Fires was on the mound and he had given them six and given up you know, six runs or whatever, or five runs, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, he, he pitched to the score. He's doing fine. But he got them in a deficit. The A's bullpen just uh, kept bleeding runs. Uh, old friend, 
Marcus Simeon, he uh, he put a capper on that one with that home run in the seventh. But, uh, you know, oh, well, he had a great game. Good job to Marcus. It was great seeing him back in the Coliseum, even though he was wearing blue this time. It was still nice to see him, so I can't really be mad. He gave me some very mixed feelings the entire series. He'd come, in a be- come up in a big spot, and I'm like... I mean, I really want the A's to win, but it's Marcus. What do I do? I don't know. And then he he would not do well in the first couple of games, and that made me happier, I think. so. Uh, but, you know, Marcus got his too, so that was cool. And for the A's to split this series, it is a very difficult team. I think that they have a legitimate shot at winning the AL West, which uh, they have not sniffed in a while. So they're they're built, you guys. And I know that their starting pitching is not great, but Ryu is a tough pitcher. The A's got to him a little bit and maybe you hope to win that one, but the A's are currently 19 and 14 right now. They're five games above 500, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but that is still a 93 win pace for the entire season. And for people... Uh, Maybe I'm following the wrong people sometimes on social media, but uh, we need to DFA Fires. We need to DFA Elvis Andrews. And yes, they stink right now, but the A's are still on a 93-win pace, and I'm looking at the larger their larger scope, uh, and I'm hoping that these guys are still around in October and on a playoff roster, a potential playoff roster. No, I'm not. Not at all. But I think that right now the A's... It's the beginning of May, and they're trying to figure out who's going to be on their roster for the entirety of the season, and uh, they look like they need to make a change at shortstop. Uh, I don't think that that's going to come sooner rather than later. I think it would come later if uh, the two options were presented, or never, one of those two. It's either sooner, later, or never, and I think that it's either later or never. Because Elvis Andrews, again, is paid is owed $7 million next season, and the Ownership does not just throw money down the drain like that. That's just not something that they do. And who who is going to be playing shortstop for them if they do DFA him or get rid of him a la Albert Pujols? Uh, that was not the way you do that to a first ballot Hall of Famer, uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, but I digress. Anyways, yeah, uh, for those not paying attention, uh, Albert Pujols was DFA'd by the Angels on Thursday morning, so... That was uh, that was some news, but let's get back to Mike Fires here. Um, I'm going to touch on his pitch mix just a little bit real quick and uh, velocity and all that stuff. It looks like it's been falling just a little bit. Uh, he was hitting like 86 in this game and he was throwing 87 and a half last season. So it's dipped a little bit. But I think that it's more, and that little that little bit of a dip is giving him not as much difference in his pitches. So in Thursday's game against the Blue Jays, his four seam was going 88.7. His sinker was 88.8, so pretty much no difference whatsoever. And then his changeup was 84.8, so a little bit of a difference, but that's not a four-mile-an-hour difference for a changeup. That's nothing. I think a big leader can can time that one up just a little bit. And then his slider was going 85.3. That's four pitches within four miles an hour of each other. He's not changing speeds on anybody. And I don't think that he's got the movement to get away with it. And he has to hit his spots. He was not hitting his spots in this game. And so I think that this was a crappy, crappy game. Maybe it's a sign of things to come if his velocity doesn't pick up. And I think that that's the thing that we got to pick up, that we got to really look out for is that velocity. 
Is there enough gap in between his pitches? Not necessarily Mike Virus thinks he does this all the time because he can also go on really long streaks of being very good. So uh, am I sold on Mike Fires being a viable uh, contributor to this season? No, not necessarily, but he was brought in to eat up like 100, 120, maybe 150 innings this season. And that's why he's here. The same thing with uh, Diolos Guerra, same thing with Ramin Goodwan. Maybe not so many innings, but they're major league viable pitchers and they're pitching in May when the A's are behind or don't have a good chance of winning. They're not pitching the 7th, 8th, and ninth when the A's have a one-run lead. Those are not when you use these guys. And that's what Bob Melvin's been doing. I know that we don't like seeing these guys necessarily because it's kind of a wave in the white flag, but who who else do you want pitching right now? Birch Smith is re, you know rehabbing right now. Cam Bedrosian got DFA'd, and I mean, we'll see what he's got right now, but he had a, a lot of issues with his control. Uh, Jordan Weems isn't much better. Who, who else do you want pitching right now? Go out and make some moves, I guess, but the A's don't have a super deep farm system, so if they're going to make a move, I'd rather it be for a big ticket. You know, I don't know if Trevor Story's necessarily in the cards for the A's because he makes so much money, but something like that. Push all your chips for that guy, and then you can kind of just piecework your way together with other guys that were DFA'd or don't cost as much, and you don't got to push in a whole bunch of chips for the things that the A's need right now. Obviously, uh, shortstop would be a nice one because Elvis Andres has been not great, and I know that he hasn't been great. I'm just trying to figure out a way to get him to be better, and uh, so far, he's not listening to the podcast. So if you know Elvis Andres, uh, tell him to listen to me and say, uh, hey, Stop swinging at fastballs because you're not good at that. Um, but one thing that I do want to go with Mike Fires struggling, I do want to point out just a couple of things real quick. And uh, Lucas Giolito is one guy who has also had a rough back-to-back couple of starts. Uh, this was against Boston and Detroit. So Boston, very good offense. Detroit, worst offense in baseball. And uh, in those two starts combined, and this was not all Boston doing the damage by by any means. Detroit also touched him up for four runs, and that's the worst offense in baseball. Lucas Giolito, potential Cy Young contender. He went, in these two starts, seven and two-thirds innings pitched, 13 hits, 11 runs. Uh, he gave up four homers, just like Mike Fires. He walked five, which is one more than Mike Fires. He struck out two, which is a couple more, but he's a strikeout pitcher. Mike Fires is not. So he gave up uh, three extra runs against, you know, similar offenses. And so even Lucas Giolito can have bad games. And we're, we're talking about Mike Fires here. And Let's give him a second. Let's see if that velocity comes back. The A's didn't really pay him anything, so they could move on from him potentially. Maybe when Dalton Jeffries is is healthy and Luzardo's back in the rotation and they have some more of that depth because it's not the production, it's the depth that that the A's want right now because they don't have the money to go out there and get anybody or trade for a big piece that can go get them anything. They got to do what they can do. And one last thing, and that is the, the Toronto squad, this same Toronto team, uh, they they faced Max Scherzer just a week ago, and they touched him up in five innings for eight eight hits, seven runs, five of those were earned, two walks, five Ks. That's Max frickin' Scherzer, you guys. And uh, I, I know that Mike Fires didn't give the same number of innings, but his line was fairly similar. I'm just saying. Mike Fires is not Max Scherzer, and they even got to Max Scherzer. So maybe we back off on you know hot takes and all that stuff. Let the season play out a little bit. You got, it's May. The A's are five games above 500. And I know that they don't look like it most of the time, but they're still getting the wins. They're, those are in the bank. So 
let's see how the rest of the season's going. Let's let's ease off a little bit. As the season progresses, we can weed out some of these poor performers and replace them with the guys that you would it you know ideally like in these situations. And we can kind of go from there, but it's a process. The entire season takes forever, you guys. We're one month into a six-month season. Let's get a little bit deeper before we start uh, you know, burning the team to the ground with no plans for who's going to take over. So uh, with that, I'm going to be talking about the minor leagues and seeing how Nick Allen's doing. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you guys by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week is super fun. The playoffs are right upon us in the NBA. I am very excited about these play-in games. And if you're excited to go over to BetOnline, place a bet, have some fun. And BetOnline is also a great place to get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, the NBA, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like hearing podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So Las Vegas, the Aviators, started their season playing against the Sacramento Rivercats, which a lot of these players have been playing each other over and over and over for the past month. And uh, the Aviators lost this one 8-1. to It was not great. They are now 0-1 on the season. James Caprillion got the start for the Aviators. Uh, he is one of the ace-top prospects. He went four and two-thirds innings pitched, gave up eight hits, two runs, one walk, and struck out five. He was dealing with traffic on the bases the entire game. He worked out of it for the most part, but he did allow those two runs. Uh, and he, he threw 73 pitches, I believe. I think 47 of those were strikes. So, uh, you know, it was an okay start from James Caprillion, but uh, is that good enough to earn him a rotation spot right now? Probably not. Birch Smith also made an appearance in this game, and he went one and one third innings pitched, gave up two hits, one earned run. He didn't walk anybody, and he struck out two, and that run came because he allowed a single. Uh, he, he pitched an entire inning, went through clean, was just fine. He went one inning, gave up one walk, and struck out one, but then he was allowed to start a second inning, and he gave up a hit, uh, struck out somebody, and then was relieved. Uh, and that person allowed a home run to Joey Bart. So that's where that run came in. It wasn't him that gave it up. Uh, they were trying to work his pitch count a little bit more because, you know, Burt Smith is a multi-inning weapon, you guys. I like him. Um, and, you know, for uh, people that really want to replace Elvis Andrews, Pete Cosmo went one for three with two walks in his uh, debut with the Las Vegas Aviators. So there you go. Pete Cosma, next starting shortstop for the Oakland Athletics. I don't think he's been in the majors in like three years, so that would be fun. <laughs> Moving on to Midland, though, uh, they are having a rough start to the season. They lost this one to the Frisco Rough Riders, 7 to nothing. They are now 0-3 on the season. But let's start off with some good news, and that is Jeremy Ironman. I believe that's all I'm saying, or that's 
how you say it, uh, Jeremy Ironman, number 21 prospect according to MLB Pipeline. He played third base in this game. He went two for four with a stolen base and a double. He has also played uh, second base in the first game and DH'd in the second game. So he's getting his feel of the infield and also the bench. Um, so he's he's been doing okay. He, nobody's really hitting on this team. So Jeremy Ironman, good job. Uh, number three prospect shortstop, Nick Allen. He is currently 0 for 8 on the season with four strikeouts and two walks. He also has an RBI and a run. I believe their RBI was a sack fly. Um, yeah. So for the, uh, the Elvis Andrews needs to be DFA'd or, you know, thrown out crowd. Nick Allen in double A is currently 0 for 8 with four K's, which Oh, it's not that much worse, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, still, um, he's got to show you a little bit of something before he gets the call two levels. And I really believe that they're slow playing his development development and making sure that he's going to be ready to take over that mantle. And that is why he is with Bobby Crosby as the manager in Midland right now. So I think that Nick Allen will be in Oakland at some point. Uh, it might be a September call-up. It could be next season. I don't think that he's the the answer right now. So we might see Pete Cosma actually if uh, things get very dire, but I don't even think that that's necessarily on the table. I think that it's going to be a trade from outside of the organization. And I answered who I thought that could be in the mailbag episode from yesterday. So go ahead and listen to that one. And uh, I gave you guys some options. Well, one main option that I was excited about, and then a couple other ones that I was less excited about, but could be feasible. So we'll see. Uh, finally, from this game, number five prospect, Logan Davidson. He was playing second base in this game. The reason that I mentioned these three guys in particular is they are all technically shortstops, but they're playing around the diamond, seeing what's going on. Uh, Logan Davidson is one for 11 this season with a walk and RBI and four strikeouts. So he hasn't been much better than Nick Allen. Uh, he has uh, fewer walks. So that's, that's something. Uh, but the, the most exciting team down on the farm right now has to be new affiliate, the Lansing Lugnuts over in Michigan. They lost this one to Lake County seven to six, but, and they're one and two on the season, but that's not, you know, whatever. Uh, but they're scoring runs and I enjoy that. Uh, number 29 prospect center fielder, Michael Goldberg went one for three with a walk and two runs scored. Number 12 prospect third baseman, Jordan Diaz went two for five with a double and RBI and a run scored. He also had a home run in the first game of the season for them. And uh, unranked prospect, Max Schumann went one for two with three walks. He's batting 400 on the season. It's three games old, but he's batting 400 on the season. And he has a one or a 1267 OPS. So good job for Max Schumann so far through three games. Gotta love that. And in this game, there wasn't really a ton of standout pitching performances. And I always like to highlight at least one person that stood out. But uh, usually I don't like walks and I want clean, you know, zero earned runs unless they're the, the starting pitcher. And, you know, I, I go for that kind of stuff. But uh, relief pitcher uh, Michael Danielak, he went one and two thirds innings pitched, gave up two hits and struck out three. That's as close as I could get in this game. There's a couple of other clean innings, but like one strikeout. And I'm like, man, eh, come on, give me some K's, you guys. And Michael Danielak had a good game. Uh, he's a 27-year-old relief prospect that the A's have right now in a high A. So uh, the pitchers for the Lansing Lugnuts struck out 13, and the teams combined to leave 49 runners on base. Oh, this one just sounded like a good time, you guys. <laughs> uh, if you think the A's got problems, check out the Lansing Lugnuts in Link County 
uh, let's say captains. I believe it's captains. I'm going to go with captains. I believe that they are the uh, the Cleveland affiliate down in uh, high A over there. And uh, one other thing from this game is that four different Lugnuts stole a base. They were just running on uh, the catcher. He's not ranked. I don't need to know his name. It's fine. Uh, that, that was just mean, and I loved it. Um, but moving on to the final affiliate, and that is the Stockton Ports. They are, are they? Uh, they lost this one to the Modesto Nuts, two to one. Uh, shortstop Robert Plawson, he is the A's number six prospect. He got his first professional hit in the third, and then he struck out in each of his other three at bats for the season. Uh, so he went one for four with three Ks in this one. He uh, he has seven strikeouts and ten at bats this season, which is not great. But he also has two walks, and so that's something. Um, he's 18 years old. This is his first experience in pro ball. I'm not doing anything with that right now. Yeah, he's going to strike out a little bit. Oh, well. Um, and then Tyler Soderstrom, the, num- the A's number one prospect, he was the DH for the ports tonight. He went one for five with a strikeout. And if memory serves, uh, they didn't have the game log ready for me on this one, but I'm pretty sure he has a three-game hitting streak to start his professional career Tyler Soderstrom, come on down. Uh, I would love for him to be the ace backup catcher right now because I just want to see that hit tool play. Um, Also, Lazarito did not play in this game, but he is three for eight this season with an RBI, two stolen bases, a walk, and just two strikeouts. You got to love that. If he can keep his walk to strikeout ratio anything close to, you know, two to one. I am excited about Lazarito. Um, yeah, I mean, he'd obviously have to do this for you know a month, month and a half before he gets the call even to Lansing, you know, one step above. But uh, I want to see what Lazarito can do. And if he's starting to put it together, I'm on board. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the wrap up right now for the minor leagues coming up on the show. I'm going over the pitching matchups and just uh, giving you guys some thoughts about the upcoming series against the race. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, my friends. We are talking about Built Bar. And did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. My favorite is one of those uh, limited time flavors, and that is the coconut brownie chunk. You've heard me talk about it before, but have you tasted it for yourself? And then you can come on the podcast and tell everybody why it is the best ever. They've also got Chasberry. That's actually not a real flavor. It is cherry and raspberry is what I was going for. But if you want a chasberry, go for it. That is my new favorite flavor, chasberry built bars. <laughs> All of their bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They are protein bars that taste like candy bars. And there is something for everyone. My favorite flavor I just told you is coconut brownie chunk or chasberry. Um, And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. And that is a nice variety pack. They're also not that expensive. So you're getting a good deal for your money on that one. And all of these things are just packed with protein. They don't have a high calorie count. They don't have a lot of sugar. There's not a lot of carbs. It is a great way to get a nice little tasty treat that is jam packed with protein. And if you don't know what to get mom for Mother's Day, you know who likes Built Bars? It's my mom. So if you want to send my mom some Built Bars, all you got to do is go on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review if you could. We keep falling in the rankings, and I have no idea how to combat that. But uh, we're, we're going to come back because the numbers are they're still looking good, you guys. I, I don't know what to do at this point. But, uh, yeah, just help, help me out a little bit. Leave, leave me some nice words to read, and then I will shout you out on the podcast. I always love doing that. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm tweeting most of the games live. Uh, sometimes, you know, I got to do life things, but most of the time I am tweeting them with you guys, having lots of fun, cracking jokes, uh, answering questions and all that stuff. So, uh, do that. You can also follow me on Twitter at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. Again, I'm going live on Friday today, uh, on the locker room app. I'll be talking with you guys about the game. It's just a fun time hanging out, talking about baseball. Like, Hey, what do you think about this guy? Oh, that was a great home run. You know, stuff like that. Uh, it's a good, good time. So, uh, please join me for that in the locker room app. And if you guys have any questions for the next mailbag episode, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com or you can DM them to me. I get uh, a lot of notifications on my phone. So, uh, please either uh, DM so that they're in a mailbox of some sort, DMs, email, either way, I will see it. I will catalog it. I will tuck it away in my brain. Uh, notification likes and all that stuff get in the way. So, um, anyways, that is, uh, that is all of the, the promotion time. Let's get into the series that's coming up this weekend with the A's and the Rays, a fun little rematch from just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, on Friday, we got Chamonix going against Rich Hill. Rich Hill had his best start of the season against the A's in Tampa. He only went three innings, gave up a couple of hits in his next start against Houston, and then he was pulled. So, We'll see what happens with Rich Hill. I don't know how many innings to expect out of this guy because he's gone like three, four, five, and then six. And it, the only one, the only time that he went six was against the A's. So maybe he knows what to do against the, the A's hitters. But Shamanai has been looking mostly really, really good. His last start was a little bit rocky, but you know maybe that refocuses him. And I'm looking forward to seeing it. That'll also be the A's uh, fifth lefty in a row, I believe. So. No, six. Sixth lefty in a row. So uh, lots of fun. Get Mitch Moreland in that lineup for the love of God. <laughs> and then on Saturday, you got Frankie Montas against Tyler Glass. Now that should be an interesting one. Frankie Montas likes to go good, bad, good, bad. Uh, his last one was good, I think. Haven't looked that up. I th I'm going to say it was good. I think Tyler Glass now is uh, just a beast among men right now. So uh, he went seven innings, gave up a couple of hits against the A's in his la in his start against the A's. So uh, hopefully he doesn't do that or the A's can get to that bullpen. Oh, also uh, Pete Fairbanks came back. Uh, crazy eyes. He came back. He is now in the A's bullpen. So they are now slightly better. Uh the only reason I know that is because he's on my fantasy team and uh, I, I look forward to getting some points from him throughout the course of the season. Not necessarily this weekend, but uh, over the course of the season, I hope that that trade pays off because I definitely traded something for him. I don't know what. Uh, and then on Sunday, this should be a fun one. If you had that Thursday off where Shane McClanahan made his major league uh, starting pitching debut. He had pitched in the postseason, but this was his regular season debut. Uh, you know that the dude's filthy and then he throws a hundred from the left side and it's just not fair. And counteracting him will be uh, arguably one of the A's best starters right now, or not, not one of the best, the best, arguably, uh, a starter right now, Cole Irvin. And that should be a fun, fun time. I'm very much looking forward to watching that matchup. It should be uh, a tale of... Two very different lefties going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and Shane McClanahan 
so far has only gone four innings in each of his starts. And in that second start against the Angels earlier this week, he also was followed by Luis Patino. So it looks like that could be the piggybacking strategy that they have for Shane McClanahan and Luis Patino. So uh, if that's the case, <laughs> this should be a very fun, fun game. Uh, so my, my advice to the A's this weekend is beat Rich Hill just beat him and then hope for the best in each of the next two games. They, they actually hit Shane McClanahan okay in that start against Tampa Bay uh, in, in on that Thursday. He just looked really, really good, but they got some hits. They got a couple of runs on him, so uh, hopefully the, the bats come to play. The Rays are also uh, winners of five straight after sweeping the Angels in four games down in Anaheim, and uh, their offense is heating up a little bit, so we'll see how it goes, but it should be a fun, fun series. Uh, after the Rays series, the A's will be playing the Red Sox, and I'll probably be doing a crossover with Locked On Red Sox host Gabrielle Starr. She is wonderful. You've heard her on the podcast before, uh, so I look forward to trading blows with her about two 19-win teams going head-to-head -head and all that stuff and how J.D. Martinez ain't shit. <laughs> it's Friday. I'm swearing now. So yeah, I'm hoping to get that crossover worked out with Gabrielle, get that up for Tuesday's episode. And I've also had some very preliminary discussions with the Lansing Lugnuts commentator about trying to set up a time to talk to him over the weekend so that I can uh, release that and, you know, some more in-depth Lansing Lugnuts news because that team is very exciting right now. So uh, hopefully that's coming to you guys next week. So make sure to tune into that uh, so that you don't miss it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. I know that Apple's been having some issues. So if you're not getting it on Apple, uh, you can, if you follow us on social media, on Twitter or Instagram, we have the link tree up there in our bio and it has links to Spotify and some other ones that where you guys can uh, also listen to the podcast on other platforms than Apple. If you are unable to hear this on Apple, but I'm saying this uh, on a podcast, which if you're listening, to it on Apple usually, uh, then it doesn't really matter because you're already getting it. So uh, that was fun. Anyways, it's time for my weekend. Uh, but if you still need a little bit more sports talk in your life today on the Locked On Today podcast, how should NFL teams handle players who do not want to get vaccinated? That should be a very interesting conversation. I am definitely tuning in as soon as I log off from here. So uh, you guys can join me, obviously. And you can get all of the sports news that you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And so that is it with me. Have a great weekend, A's fans. And so until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I will talk at you on Monday. Monday.